Good evening everybody, welcome to Let's Talk Assassin's Creed, your number one podcast for all things Assassin's Creed. In today's episode, we're going to be running our thoughts and theories and feelings behind the teased Netflix adaptation of Assassin's Creed. We'll be touching on many aspects on the comic books, the lore, but we'll also be taking a look at the first silver screen input of Assassin's Creed with a movie, played by Michael Fassbender, a movie that is a bit divisive amongst fans. But to talk about all this, we are not alone. As you are aware on Twitter, we are joined by Locuts. Hello there. And, well, I'm just kind of happy that he's on board and really excited <laughs> to dive right in. Yeah, man. It's going to be a good any, time. Any excuse to talk Assassin's Creed with other people is my goal lately. <laughs> yeah, feels good. <laughs> so, I think the first thing we should get out of the way is what we know. If that makes sense? Yeah. So what we know essentially is Netflix has the rights to Assassin's Creed. Um, and they have done really well with the Witcher reboot and the Castlevania reboot mm-hmm. into the animations and live action. But we also know that in 2017, the Castlevania director announced a Assassin's Creed animation. So we know that's coming, but with Netflix now advertising we're doing something do you think that this means that we're finally getting that castlevania directed animation uh well that's the thing we with these things like in the world of like movies and tv shows like it's it's really hard to predict because these creative people like the director for castlevania i don't know his name but these creative people have like so many projects (laughs) they sign up for so many projects and and so much so much stuff gets handed to them uh so they might have started working on the animation uh but we haven't had any news from it so maybe it's like in the back burner for now they're gonna focus on the new actual live action tv series like it's it's actually hard to predict i i want them like i i actually would love to <laughs> to get them both <laughs> More Assassin's Creed is always better. I think it was announced when they were doing the when the Netflix teased that they had multiple projects in order. I did read somewhere that they had a live action and an anime um on board, but yeah. I'm not too sure because they've not really spoke about it since then, which is kind of not good. We want more information. Yeah. I think the only thing that said was the Jason Altman from, which is the head of Ubisoft Film and Television in Los Angeles, said, "For more than ten years, millions of fans around the world have helped shape the Assassin's Creed brand to an iconic franchise. We're thrilled to create an Assassin's Creed series with Netflix, and we look forward to developing the next saga in the in the Assassin's Creed universe." And of course, they they also stated that they have multiple projects, like you said including the the animated series but I, I I really think that for now it's like in still it seems that everything is still like in the pre-production phase so that's why we're not hearing too much about it um, which which makes sense and yeah you brought up an interesting point in that quote of a, a new chapter in the saga mm-hmm. now this has me as a fan kind of worried because yeah. <laughs> I did do a poll 
and a lot of these are, are suggesting that instead of doing a new saga, which is a new hero, a new assassin, or a new Templar, which I would like, why don't they give the fans what they actually want, in my opinion, and that's an adaptation of the comic books and the novels, because a lot of lore is in the comic books, especially the Juno arc that was ended, and now a lot of people don't go out and buy the comics, yeah. but if you have a Netflix animation or live action, yeah, it's... which follows them comics, it's kind of better for fans. That's actually a good point. Um... But that's the thing, like, where would you... Like, I agree that, you know, transmedia in Assassin's Creed has been a problem for the lore, because not, not everyone can access that kind of stuff. Like, for example, for me, like, if I want to buy the comics, I have to import the comics or, or, or buy them online. Um, but, you know, like, if you're, like, a true fan like, uh, like me, like, I really like to collect the, the comics and all that stuff, and it, it gets, like, pretty expensive... And just, like, so many people are not going to go through all that trouble. Not everyone can afford that kind of stuff. And even just buying them online, they probably uh, can't afford buying just online comics, which is which is literally, like, just some PDF pages. Um, and that that is a problem. And, and bringing those stories to to an, a new series, be it live action or animated, that would be pretty cool. And um, the the question is like, would that be better in the animated version or or uh, a live action? For me, um, judging by some talking with some friends about other shows, the more I think about it, with how short comic books can be, because I do have the first um, comic book with Charlotte Cruz on my phone. Which cost me ten pound, which was kind of expensive. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's really expensive. Um, that comic took me about twenty minutes to read because they're quite short. Yeah. So, essentially, you could create an anthology series, animated anthology series, oh. following them. So, it doesn't have to be this big, multi-project anime um, TV show that lasts about eight, twelve seasons, but an anthology where each comic has its own episode. Yeah, that's that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> an an anthology animated series following the all the comics. You even have like the Brahman series comics and the the Templar series as well. You could do that. The Templar comics are really good as well. Um, I I really think with how animation works and as you said with the Templar comics and how they're all laid out, you could theoretically get in a good. Um, and a great example is Sherlock Holmes by the BBC, which uses um, three episodes of an hour and a half to tell a story, and it works. <laughs> you could possibly fit a comic book series in an hour and a half episode. Yeah, yeah, that that actually like that is actually a pretty good idea. I I, I hadn't thought about that, like including the comics and in, in a in a in a show. But that that actually that that I would watch that in a heartbeat. Because there, 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 there are comics that I'm missing and that I haven't read, and I would much rather like subscribe to Netflix and just watch the show, <laughs> and uh, and share it with my friends than actually buying a comic, you know, and then read it like ten minutes and it's on the shelf. <laughs> 
I think the other thing I was thinking about um, when I was thinking about anthology is, I don't know if you're aware, but there is a lot of gaps in the story of Assassin's Creed games from um, the how you are as an initiate with Unity, Syndicate and Rogue, mm-hmm. but also the gap with Layla Hassan from Origins to um, oh, yeah. Odyssey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, she, where she actually works with Charlotte Cruz. Yeah, that was actually super weird because, like in Origins, she's, you know, she was working with Abstergo, and then Odyssey starts, and she's like, "I'm a true assassin," and she's already working with all the assassins that I actually read the comics by that time, and I like, um, there's it's it's the name is Yoshi, I think, the the Jap- the Japanese dude who has a who has a sword, the Japanese assassin, I think I don't know I don't know his name. I was like, oh, that guy's in the comics, and they're talking about Charlotte, and it's like, there's there's a lot of these uh, moments there, you know, could be easily filled, like you said, with the shows. And honestly, like, if if you think about the what the comics brought in in terms of like budget and special effects and stuff like that, I think it would be much easier to bring that into an animated series than to an actual live action series cuz i mean obviously the the live action is going to be much more expensive and i can already imagine like the special effects like for Juno for example um, uh being brought back to life in in the comics so imagine then on this an animated series called Tales of the Animus which is just an anthology series that is always updated with comic books and novels and then that way if people are playing games you know they've got something to watch and it doesn't have to be in um, in an order so essentially you could think i'm going to play assassin's creed 3 remaster for the first time but before and once you beat it you you can then go well you know what i'll go to netflix and i'll watch their anthology of forsaken which is the good tie-in novel and then that plays so well for the series because they're like okay there's Hayfern's backstory. That's interesting. If I can't pick up the book, I can pay to watch this on Netflix, and I've caught up. Yeah, that, that's 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 cool, and it actually it has the potential to bring new people into the into the franchise. You know, like so many people watch Netflix. I I think there's probably more people that just watch Netflix and shows that you know, like do some some play some other games. You know, not necessarily Assassin's Creed. And they will they will see oh there's this new anthology series like there's a few stories each season is a different story and like they oh this Assassin's Creed is actually pretty interesting and they pick up the games so I think it's a it's an actual win win for Ubisoft if they do that it's actually pretty good and on your point I will admit I watched the Castlevania series after I heard about the director doing <laughs> Assassin's Creed yeah. And I now actually want to go play Castlevania. Yeah. I've never played it, but I want to play it because of Netflix. Uh, yeah, the Castlevania games are pretty pretty great. There, there are quite a, a, some different ones, but yeah, that, that's the effect of, of, of what the shows can, can have on, on, on people. You know, like uh, I, I know a lot of people that saw The Witcher and were interested in trying out the games because they learned that that show was based on the games that were based on books. So 
the show is going to bring more sales to the books and it's going to bring more sales to the games, like, inevitably. Um, so, yeah, I think... I th- and I think if they do... I-, I think it would be beneficial for new fans and ex- existing fans if they did what you said. If they give us, like, a way to... Uh, catch up on the transmedia stuff but in a different format in an animated series that would be that would be pretty great that would be pretty awesome i I hadn't thought of that (laughs) well to be honest i've had i've been trying to collect the anthology series and luckily i've got a chariot shop across the road where the person who works there knows me very well and i managed to pick up three of the books for a pound which is brotherhood forsaken and black flag and since reading them last year during lockdown i kind of want more transmedia accessible to everyone because these books are about eight pound online and i got a good steal but having something accessible like netflix is a good balance because there's a revenue from netflix so they're not losing money but it's also an accessibility format for people that can't get the books especially since some books like bloodstone um I think it's Bloodstone, the World War II one, was released in French first. So a lot of people are like, well, I can't read it at the moment because I've got to wait till it's translated to English. And that takes a lot longer, mm-hmm. which is kind of confusing. But this is, I think I did, I don't know if you've heard, but I did do an episode where I thought about these transmedia as in uh, Telltale Star games, you know, story-driven games, mm-hmm. choices. That could be another way, but I think Netflix is actually a better way than putting them into mini games. Yeah, I yeah I think I think would because those games like even Telltale games, which the studio probably it collapsed a little bit because of the they they started to try and release too many games at the same time. Um, but I think that those games still they need a lot of time to develop and. Um, I think that's just too much pressure, like uh, for for the studios. Like, oh, we need to get this game out, and they still need to sell you the game. So it would be probably, if if not a full priced game, it would be like forty forty bucks or whatever. So it still wouldn't be as as accessible as a TV show, for example. So, so essentially, Ubisoft, if you're listening, ignore my last. <laughs> last episode from about 10 episodes ago where I suggested transmedia as mini games let's just make the transmedia as episodes I will binge watch an anthology series yes. about the novels and I'm not gonna deny my girlfriend won't see me till I've completed them all <laughs> <laughs> she would complain but you've got to look after kids well I will but I need to know what happens with Charlotte the Cruise and the Phoenix Project I'll be back soon <laughs> The, the the electrical bill for just for the television will be massive. <laughs> the coffee bill will be massive. Oh yeah. <laughs> so let's jump to what we know is coming first: live action. And this one, I think people are going to be the most skeptical about yeah. because of the movie. Yeah. And I do want to say disclaimer: I don't hate the movie. I do like the movie. I just think the movie could have been better if it was a TV show. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it, that's the thing. Like, I like the movie because I'm a fan of the franchise. 
And I think even if I wasn't a fan, I think I would have still liked the movie. But I, I, I have like with movies, I tend to have like uh, a range of opinions. It's like I can say, okay, this movie was enjoyable. Yes, the ga- the movie was enjoyable. But would I classify it as like a great movie, like a movie that I rewatch? Not because I'm a fan, because I, of course, I would rewatch the Assassin's Creed movie because I'm a huge fan of the franchise. But I would, I, would I rewatch it on the on the basis of it being like a great movie, like a, a watching it from a, a perspective of just the um, the art form of uh, of a film? Like, is it that good? And I I think there's a lot of Hollywood tropes a lot of hollywood uh meddling that kind of brought the the movie down a little bit um it i mean i don't know for sure but i feel like there was uh, some scripts uh script rewrites because there are some points that are kind of inconsistent and don't make much sense which usually when that happens it's because someone picked up the script changed some stuff but didn't took the critical eye to to see if everything made sense. Um, but what what do you feel about that? Um, I would agree with you. I think my biggest gripe with the film, and my partner even asked me because she was curious because they only watched it last year for the first time, is I believe strongly that Assassin's Creed needs pace. When you play an Assassin's Creed game, you're not thrust headfirst and everything's thrown at your left, right, and center. Even with the linear games, you know, you have the each memory was at a certain pace and I just kind of feel with the film because of the time constraints everything was just rushed together you know mm-hmm. you were like great this is the main character in the modern day we don't know why he's there or what's happening yeah. this is the animus he's in it this is the past but why <laughs> yeah. do you have to and, do the past and that's that's the thing like in the beginning I was like when when Callum when like he's young right and his father kills his mother and tells him to run away and i remember being in the, in the movie theater and actually think like wait wait this, this doesn't make any sense like why would he first why did he kill the mother and then let the boy run like wouldn't it because it's like okay he's trying to protect the dna right like Abstergo not getting that specific DNA, I guess. But it's like, why kill his mother? Like, couldn't, if the boy could just run away, couldn't the mother just run away with the boy and protect the boy? It's like, isn't, isn't there like a chance that if he just runs away by himself, <laughs> he's just like, going to get caught anyway? It's like to me, like immediately that 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 was like kind of jarring at the beginning, and I was like, and specifically because it's in the beginning, I was like, oh my god, please don't be bad. <laughs> but you know, it it kind of got a little bit better uh, as the movie went on. <laughs> I think think for me the biggest confusion and annoyance I had is when you play the games, there's a reason for going in the animus, Desmond. Yeah. has a reason the first one because it's part of the genetic experimentation the second one he's continuing Layla's the same but maybe it's just from how i watched it i don't really remember why 
Callum was picked? You know, why specifically did they want to look into the Spanish Inquisition? Yeah. What was this facility? Why is everyone in this facility seem to be an assassin? You know? Yeah. The, it was just kind of like, I'm confused. Yeah, that that's that's a, a, a good point. It's like, and, and another was like, in the beginning as well, like when the father lets Callum go, it's like they show Alan Rick, uh, Alan Riken, or Riken, I don't know how to pronounce it, but they show him there, like at the spot. And it's like, and I was like, when I learned that it was Alan Riken, I was like, oh, but why is the, the grandmaster of the of the of Abstergo, right? At the spot. Like it it doesn't make sense. Like he's like the corporate dude who oversees everything, like in the games. Like especially in Assassin's Creed 1. Like he was the dude who was who was putting Vidic in his place and and telling him to produce results and stuff like that. It's like and it's and that's why I kind of think of uh, I think of the movie as kind of an alternate reality, almost like at that point I feel like I I try to not uh, really like nitpick the movie and I was like okay, so I'm just gonna think of it as a, an alternate alternate uh, timeline uh, kind of thing, uh, which has like the the elements of the movie, but having the villain like villain in quotes. Um, be there was like very hollywood like it's like okay let's tell the audience who the bad guy is <laughs> it's jeremy irons <laughs> which is why looking at the movie and how they could go on with the tv show i think it's a good point to make that then don't rush everything do a couple of episodes maybe two three of story build up we don't need to know who the bad guy is straight away but yeah. give us the set pieces why is he in the animus? Why is he doing that DNA line? What's the ultimate goal? And then by, I don't know, episode eight, you do the big bombshell, well, this is what's really happening. Yeah. And then two, three more episodes, you wrap it up in a good conclusion that still retains mystery. Yeah, that, because that, that's the thing. If, if it was a TV show, it would have been much better because you could see actual, the, the, the relationship between, uh, between Aguilar and Maria as well. Uh, be developed a lot more because I was like when I watch, was watching the movie I was like oh when do we get to see more of Maria I thought she was going to be like more, much more present in the movie it's like it was kind of like this this I thought they were going to have like a relationship or something but it was like just it, it didn't like develop too much because it, it, like you say it was like it's a movie they need to rush things along you need to go to the next plot point uh, let, let's get to the end, you know? And in the TV show, they could actually flesh that out uh, much better. And, I mean, the biggest thing that the TV show can overcome from the movie is something that I think is essential to the Assassin's Creed franchise, and I don't know if you agree, is every game, when it ends, ends with a mystery of what what's going to happen next. And the movie just kind of ends on, they're on a rooftop. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The ending was so confusing for me when I was watching it in the theater, because yeah, like it lacks the sense of mystery that Assassin's Creed uh, used, you know, like kind of uh, accustomed us, accustomed us to, and it it was super weird because I don't know if you remember, it, they are going 
the Templars are holding like this, this gathering, right? And I was like, wait a minute, why are they gathered in a building? And then the Callum goes there with the assassins. They infiltrate super easily. I was like, what? It's like, these are the worst Templars ever. And, <laughs> and then, and then like, uh, I think it's Sophia, which is Alan, Alan Reikin's daughter. She goes like, oh, don't do this. And he's like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, we need to get the apple. And she's like, okay. And then Callum obviously just goes there, stabs the dude, gets the apple. And then she's all like, ah, I'm going to kill. I'm going to get my revenge. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's again, a lot of like Hollywood uh, kind of tropes. Like, and, and it doesn't make much sense. Like, why would she let him past and not tell on him? Like, Hey guys, the, uh, uh, go on the microphone, like tap the microphone. Uh, excuse me, there's assassin on aisle three. Uh, everyone <laughs> evacuate immediately. <laughs> like, it was like, it was weird. I was so confused in the theater because I was like, why, why? Like, how did this happen? <laughs> I I remember watching it in all honesty and after the end, and my partner said to me, was it good? Because you've not, not shut up about remembering to watch it. And I was like, it's good because I'm a fan and I know a lot of the details of what's going on but if I wasn't a fan I wouldn't know what the hell is happening no. and I still don't know what the hell's happening at the end and I'm hoping the TV show can rectify that because there's a chance to grow to leave storylines each episode could be a DNA segment you know how the game yeah yeah you know, so much potential to be better and it's it, it for example one episode to actually explain and actually let the viewer understand what the animus is and how it works right as like the the as the like for example the first episode where the character steps into the animus right they can actually tell in a in an hour or more uh, it, like the 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 character adapting to the animus, uh, them explaining how it works, how memories work, how, uh, you know, like, it, it, I think a TV show has much more potential to tell these kinds of elaborate stories because the movie is just, like, too much of a compact format. And, and yeah, like, the movie... I think the best part of the movie, honestly, were the action sequences, Um the, the the whole free running sequences and the combat like they were pretty great uh, even though i i wasn't too keen on the filter they used it was like it was supposed to be spain but it had like this really heavy filter on it's like yellow filter i guess it's it's what i could classify it as off as like they they do that to try and make to make it feel like it's hot right it's like it's a it's a hot environment, but I feel like that uh, that exaggerated it. It was a little bit too exaggerated, you know, for me. I, I really don't think they should put a filler on it. After seeing the Assassin's Creed Odyssey live-action trailer, which didn't have a filter, it looked kind of cool, and it kind of would mm -hmm. work as if they did that as a whole live-action. You don't always need a filter just to hide, like, make it look extravagant and all that yeah that I, that's that's the thing like i i i always come back to to hollywood because like hollywood with when studios interfere in, in projects 
that's when they start going downhill, like in terms of quality. And I feel like that's such a Hollywood thing to do. Like, oh, let's put a filter here because people might not understand that this is the past or something. Like, and it's like they they don't trust the audience to to know what's happening. They they actually like spoon feed you stuff like this, and I f yeah it, it kind of like uh, decreases the quality of things. So the last question I'm gonna talk about, well, ask you don't talk about a question. It's <laughs> fried this weekend. Is should they cater to only current plat uh, current players and fans of the series? So make a recurring character arc in this new series or should they go down the middle and give us a new character a new story a new saga so new players can get in get involved and say you know what? i'm gonna check that out and all the fans can sit back like you know what? this is epic this is what we know and what we love yeah well that that is actually quite hard because um it one, one thing I actually like to say is that usually fans like don't know what the best thing is for the franchise. Like I, I usually like, I, I trust the creative people uh, behind the, the franchise. And I feel like there's so many possibilities that are good. Um, if they want, like if they want to create a new character, like, let's say, from Valhalla on, right, and forward, that's going to be tough because then they're going to they're gonna have to balance uh, the new games and the TV show, like, if they want to uh, remain in the same timeline. So I think that's going to be harder. So I don't think they're going to go that way, just on that basis. But they could do, like, uh, someone new... You know, like on the on the um, Animus Entertainment, like the Abstergo Entertainment offices, you know, like from Black Flag, for example, you could be one of the people there. Uh, and you they could add a lot of like uh, uh, Easter eggs there. Like you, they can even actually show John Standish fixing your, your, your desk. Like the, because in Black Flag, it's you, right? It, there, you don't have a name as the, the character in the modern day. But they actually can show that person like sit down and actually live. Edward Kenway's. Uh, you can actually see that he's living uh, Edward Kenway's memories, and you know that could be like the, these really cool Easter eggs. You know, I mean, there's so many possibilities. Uh, what 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 would you like to see? For me, it sounds very weird because I've already complained about it slightly, but. To follow the same tactic as the transmedia, and that is, give us stories and tales that are new, but they exist al alongside the timeline. Mm -hmm. And in this way, as you said, correct with Easter eggs. This way, new players getting into it will watch it. They don't have to have any knowledge of any past Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, and it. but as old fans are like, ah, I saw that. That's a reference to such and such, you know. Yeah. Even if, it's, um, sorry, um, even if it's just like a, a shot of them talking about the animus, and on the wall is a picture of Sean or Rebecca. Yeah. You know, simple as that. Mm -hmm. But players like us, that have played it like, oh my god, that's a nod to 
John and Rebecca or stuff like that. Yeah. That, that That's what I think would probably be better. You know, like, um, I don't know which they were, what thing they're going to pick, but I think that's the 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 correct unless unless they want to move the story forward and just actually just tell like a parallel story to what's happening in the games you know um that work essentially because there is more than one brotherhood out there so while one team's doing something there could be another team doing something else but it has nods to what's going on in the games if that makes yeah. sense it, yeah, it's just harder to handle all the lore. Like if they wanna, if they wanna mix things up, you, know, you know, like for example, if in the games they wanna do like a big event uh, between assassins and templars, they they kind of need to be careful and like check with the TV show team. Like, hey guys, what are you doing? Oh yeah, yeah. Now you have to fit this into your, like, be aware that this is gonna happen in the game. So, <laughs> like, it, I think, I think that's that's the juggle. The juggling they they're gonna have to do if they if they want to move forward. Well, we do know so far it's been possible for them to create really cohesive and entertaining storylines through transmedia. You know, the Last Descendants, which mm-hmm. has a, a nod to Valhalla because Valhalla uses Odin site, which was first introduced in the uh, Last Descendants last novel because that was Viking time. So there's the nod, but. I think it could really help explore timelines that the games haven't explored yet, or really, I'm probably going to get some fans disagreeing, hmm. but more Templar backstory. Oh yeah, for sure. Or, or even something that we don't have at the moment because it's not possible by current law standards, more Isu knowledge, because we have known, and I'm only halfway through Valhalla, so stuff will change to my knowledge, but it's very hard for the animus to go back to the time of Isu to get back to their memory. So yeah. having a it's, set in Isu would be better. Yeah, I mean, specifically sorry. specifically because like like Desmond had this Isu DNA, but in our timeline, you know, like uh it's it's just the, the concentration of Isu DNA is just like way too small. Like there's no way uh animus can can even process that and um so yeah but the 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 templar thing like that would actually be pretty cool like i think the thing i want most is like them getting a little bit creative with what they could do and like uh not follow so much like the formula uh, of tv shows they could they could tell like a parallel story like one assassin and one templar and how like show the, the 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 conflicts between assassin and templars and their doctrines and you know how one thinks one is right and the and the other is wrong and and show how that is not really that simple and it's not that just black and white you know they could that would work they could but I I want them like to be creative about it not not just go like the Hollywood way. Um, one thing I will ask for you, Ubisoft, if you look at the TV show, all the animation, I do actually want, as a little ple- guilty pleasure of mine, to know 
is actually have a small TV series set during the Isu Human War, because we may not be able to get them answers in game, but it'd be cool to have a TV show that explains some of the stuff that happened during the Isu War before the yeah. uh, total catastrophe. You actually touched on a point. Like every every ever since in the game, we learned about you know Adam and Eve. And specifically, Eve, who was the leader of the of the hum, human rebellion against the Isu, I was like, "Oh my god, I can't wait to learn more." <laughs> and it's like that vanished completely from from every subsequent game. It's like, "Oh come on!" I was like, "I really want to know more about Eve." And it's like, I would love to know more about Eve in a video game, but if they want to go the TV show right, route, I wouldn't mind at least give us some more uh, info about Eve and how the human rebellion was, like, that would actually be pretty cool. So I think this is all we've got time for today, but by what we've discussed, there is a ton of possibilities for the TV adaptation, but there's also a lot to learn from the Hollywood slightly rushed version of the film, which means they are in a good stead to doing something that old fans and new fans will enjoy and possibly want to go out and pick up the games. Yeah. I think they have a really good chance to to please the 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 old school fans and really just bring a lot of uh, new exciting fans to into the franchise and I think it, my advice would just like be creative and uh, and respect the lore, respect the franchise, and I think we're going to get a really good product here. And when we know more, and when the show actually materializes, I will be looking to revisit this episode, so you're mm. all aware, because as I said, and I'm no joking, I will be binging the entire season. <laughs> I binged The Witcher. I regretted it because now I want to watch it again, but I did binge it too much so i will be revisiting this episode in the future to see what the show's like oh, yeah. what we got right and what we got wrong <laughs> it, it will be quite interesting because i did get some things for valhalla right so i wonder if i've been correct on some things here yeah that would actually be pretty interesting hmm i'm gonna have to like start making predictions because my Valhalla prediction came right, so maybe my TV predictions will come right. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. So, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in this week and listening. Um, as I say every week, if you want to be involved with the show, then please just drop me a message on Twitter or send me an email. And you can either take part by sending a subject, actually joining the show, or even just sending me some topics or ideas that you'd like to be discussed. Any way you want to get involved, you can get involved. Just have to ask, and I will look into it and say yes. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Locus as well for tuning in, for joining. Oh. Tuning in. <laughs> thank you, man. Yep. Like, thank you so much for for the invite. It was pretty fun. Well, it was nice to have you on board. You know, and uh, I really wanted this topic for a while, but I didn't really want to sit here talking to myself about a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, unless I get a mirror, I don't really think I could talk to myself. But <laughs> I can't put a microphone on the mirror, guys. I did try that when I first started podcasting. Yeah, it's 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 much more fun with friends. It is. 
and that's a topic for another day. Assassin's Creed with friends. <laughs> Into multiplayer there, but that's something for another day. So thank you all for joining, and I'll see you all next week. Yeah, see you guys. <laughs>